Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. The Freaky Friday shenanigans have continued. Quinny failed to frame Kira and ended up being sent to find the body of Fluffy McSnugglekins. Reginald found out to end their curse he and Quinny have to learn to love each other, and Juniper freed her horse before traveling through Urza's teapot. What will happen now that Quinny has abandoned his post and Juniper is teleported to who knows where? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. With a resounding cry of joy, an entire bar holds up their glasses and yells, Reginald! As Reginald as Quinny uh, bursts through the door after Quinny as Reginald. Ryan, what do you do? <laughs> Great. Uh, I think uh, what'll happen is uh Reginald will just yell as Quinny like I'm here to get you you general you can't stand by the horde here uh, and then I'll just uh throw two knives at him uh and just say death to the bone crushers uh and throw two knives and then disappear into the night hoping he'll chase me all right uh roll a, a, a ranged attack using your decks Okay, I got to roll for both of them. Yep. <laughs> Finally, Quinny will be outdone by his own abilities, as we always feared he would be. Like that so, time he stole the stones out of that giant dwarf sculpture. So one of them uh, misses, the other is a 19. So does that mean it gets blocked or it hits? Because if it matches the AC. If it matches, it hits. So roll your damage. Tyler, are you muted? Are you talking? I was muted. There we go. What were you saying, Tyler? I said, if it meets it, it beats it. And because it rhymes, it must be true. Mm. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> I think I think that's one of the like the fun little easy to remember phrases. Yeah, I think that's like the rule is if you if you meet the yep. difficulty uh, check, then you beat Tom, it. Tom, is a dagger a D4? 
I don't yes. know, and Tyler didn't write it down. Okay, good. Yeah, because yeah, he didn't expect to throw daggers at anything when he had Eldritch Blasts available. Yeah. yeah. Uh, six damage. Oh, shit. Six damage to Quinty as Reginald. All right. It's the first one, like, dings off my armor, and then I turn around, like, what the? And then I put, like, my forearm up and kind of catch it in, in, the, <laughs> in, the, in my forearm, take that out, kind of frustrated. Uh, 78. Okay. Um, uh, so he he disappears out into the night um, using uh, disengage and uh, <laughs> running away. Uh, uh, and do. I'll I'll bit, I'll take the one dagger out of my arm and I'll bet stoop down and pick up the other one because I, I don't want to lose these. Don't, yep. don't go leaving my shit lying around. Uh, I've been so good about up. not snorting any gems, and he's just throwing your stuff away. <laughs> using yeah. up all of your consumables. So I pick them up and uh, and I say. Uh, uh yeah, I'm the I'm the bad guy that he said I was, and I, I run out the door. <laughs> um as as you, you go to like book it out the door, um Delia's just like, No, you're not. Go find your partner, learn lessons. Um and you run out the door. I'll talk I'll deal with you later. <laughs> like I run out the door. Um so um you chase Reginald uh as yourself um down an alley. He does disappear. Uh you are very stealthy. Um yeah. But um, because he's not, I feel actively... like I'll just I'll keep leading him. Where you just see it's like one of those spy movies where you just see the person in the crowd like walk. It's Jason Bourne. You just you're getting Jason Bourne through town of him. Like you just see your old body like cross the street, and then like two elderly ladies cross, and then he's gone. <laughs> and then you go there and you see him like step into a shadow and disappear in the distance. Uh, and basically, I want to try to lead him to back towards the pigsty. Yeah, that's easy enough. It's a very small town. Uh, two corners later, uh, you realize you've turned left twice so you, you have to lead him back around the same corner one more time because there really isn't very far to go here but sure enough uh you've led him to the pigsty okay so come in, stay here but if this is where we can tack so first of all why do you tack like this no first of all take these back and don't leave them lying around and i'll hand the daggers to you <laughs> they're not even good daggers i don't know why you're worried about this you can Therefore, get more Therefore, emergencies, and you just used them to get me out of that bar, so I'm assuming they came in handy. Yeah, that was an emergency. Why aren't you back at the base? What are you doing out here trying to go to the bar? <laughs> well, I figured, you know, we had like a week to figure this out, and things weren't going super good at the base. Uh, I got your letter, uh, albeit a bit late. I didn't have any uh time to myself to to look it over before without raising anyone's suspicions but by the time i did read it and you told me to pin the whole fluffy thing on kira that had already kind of passed so i went and spoke to uh your commander uh declan he's here by the way what (laughs) who yeah Uh, wait no there was only supposed to be like four bone crushers oh and we killed like two of them there's (laughs) There's more bone crushers. Uh, they're they're getting a few through at a time. It seems they're they're uh, fucking balls. So how many are left? Uh, how many did I? Would I have encountered so far, Tom? <clears throat> um, there uh, are about fifteen. Uh, by my count, there are about fifteen bone crushers with more on the way. Uh, obviously, that number is going to increase hugely if they're able to open a uh, sizable portal from your your world. Now, yeah, well, we don't have to worry about that happening. Between me out here running the crew and you inside there, uh, you know, betraying from the interior, they'll never be able to succeed. Well, it turns out that uh, 
All the stuff we've taken from them so far just made the process easier on the plate. Do, do I know the term planeswalker? I can't remember if they were. Uh, I don't think so. Just okay. on, you probably yeah. call him like the portal guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everything that we've stolen from them so far uh, actually is apparently just to make the whole process easier on the mage that they've got chained up in a box. I don't, know if you, is, I don't know if you've will. seen this. Uh, he just, like, buffs a window and points inside so you can see the, like, cranial spiking terror David Cronenberg machine. He's like, I don't think that actually is supposed to make it easier on him. Uh, I think it's just supposed to make him stronger. The no, first I, I, stuff was, like, wizard cocaine. I, as I understand it, it's so that they can kind of keep using him, you know? I think now it's going to be more of a one-shot deal, but that's still going to be really bad for us. Okay, well, don't worry. I'm going to find some way to steal a gem. Uh, I, I got a talking rat now. I think... Uh, wait, rat? What? Yeah, yeah. Also, I got a gang of gnomes. I armed them up. They're known as the brown barrows. What, the urchins? Or is this like <laughs> no, a different thing? They're the brown barrows now. You've taken <laughs> them on as apprentices because you know how you always want more friends and to honor deals. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say something, Tom. Uh, 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 right. Well, that sounds fine, I guess. Uh, have you explained to them that you're not really Quinny? No, no. They wouldn't have worked with me then. So I just said that I was Quinny. And that's how they all got the last name Brown Barrow. So they're your relatives now. Right. I guess I'll have to explain that to them. once. Nope. I think you're going to have to own done. this one. You can't break those hearts. I made promises as Quinny Brown Bureau. Telling someone the truth won't necessarily break that. We're getting into the weeds here. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then I basically go on to explain um, how I don't think I can go back there uh, based on kind of what I now know about the way life was uh, in... Uh, is there is there... Are we using a, a term for the world that... Uh, um. I think uh, the, the closest I've, I've gotten mentally is Grimdark Faerun. Grimdark uh, we've Faerun, had yeah. uh, like 2099 Faerun. We have Dumb Faerun. Quinny, you've seen my life in it, so you kind of have to name it yourself. For him, that's just the world. <laughs> right. I've, I have. I think I used the term hellscape earlier. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. That works. Uh, uh, having kind of uh, learned that uh, or, or learned about your life growing up in that hellscape that you came from uh, and from your helpful little uh, uh, whispered... Um, uh, uh, tips and the the note that you sent me. I don't think I can go back there, uh, especially if you want this body to stay alive. Uh, Kira's still alive, and I tried to turn Declan against her, and it didn't work out. So I left to try and find Fluffy's corpse to prove that I had, in fact, killed him, and I couldn't find it. So I figured that basically meant I was fucked. So I didn't go back. <laughs> I so your away. idea essentially is, I didn't check the note you gave me, then I had one conversation that didn't go my way. Now I'm going to hide in the woods? No, no. I was going to go back to the, uh, the, the, the inn, actually. I wasn't going to stay in the woods. <laughs> I mean this in the, the most you way I can possibly say anything. But, like, what the fuck do you think we're doing here? You're just going to hide and give up because you had a conversation? What you? Let me guess. You don't want to be Reginald Tingler over in Hellscape World? No, I don't. Yeah, well, spoiler alert. Nobody wants to be Reginald Tingler. <laughs> Not for a moment. <laughs> Reginald Tingler just fails and gets scared and then doesn't want to die. 
you don't feel like me yet because you're out here. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you're back there. Then you feel like me. Okay, so you're bad at betrayal, but we can find a way for you to do it. <laughs> you can't uh, just live on a farm, no I, matter how much this voice comes out of you. I don't know where these conclusions are coming from, but sure, let's go get them. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying either. You have to go back in and you've yeah. got to be Reginald Tinker. Because if you think you can leave, you're not really Reginald. You got to stay there. And then you need to attack, attack, attack. You know what? There's this very popular troll. He ran a village and he's worked his way up in the horde. And his name is Donald Trump. And whenever someone points out that Donald Trump is wrong, he attacks, he attacks, he lies, he attacks. You can do that too. That's uh, the way to survive a <laughs> That, I've tried uh, the whole like attack, attack, attack thing. Uh, it works like 50% of the time so far. I, I'm just putting this out there your body's not going to come back the same way you found it <laughs> if, if that's what you want me to try to do. Okay, you're saying you've been with the Horde for exactly a day and a half and you can't survive with my body. My body that is 33 and grew up in the heart. Yeah, the combination of your body and my decisions didn't work out so good. See, I feel like one of us has really tried to be the other one, and the other one tried to be himself and then was mad he couldn't be sneaky. And you here's the deal. Sneaky? Here's the deal about the magic. So we don't have a week. We have till tomorrow night. And then at sunset, well, uh, we, we no, have no, to... No, 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 no. No, nope, talk to that's the wizard. What you said. Uh, Where's yeah, the wizard? Gave... I will talk to the wizard. I'll use all your fucking magic to talk to the wizard <laughs> right fucking now. Okay, so spoiler alert on that one. I was being you, so I threatened a wizard who is more powerful than me, uh, and she said that she could make our brains explode out of our baddies. So tomorrow night, you and I at sunset need to tell each other why we love each other and should live, and we can't lie, or one of us explodes and the other person's brain deteriorates or well, something. That's... That's like a weird logic puzzle. We have to tell each other why we love. We don't love each other. Well, see, here's the thing. You're going to have to figure this out on your end because I can't tell you that about me because I'm on the farm. I've you're got no farm. What do you? I slept real good. Oh, I don't know what you're trying to do. I'm looking over my own head to check for like a head injury. <laughs> Cause all I'm just I'm I feel like I'm only getting parts of a larger narrative. <laughs> Fair enough. I okay, slept you know on what? a farm. I'm just I like, need all to right, tell what you, did you do with my brain? I need to <laughs> tell you things in your own voice. I know you cover up that dialect. That's that's fine. You got to do what you got to do. I don't know what you're talking about, but go on. Do you want me to keep talking to you as you or as the real you? I'm just saying I don't know what you're talking about. Um, okay, you're, what I would like is for us to really move this along since we apparently have less than 24 hours to live. Yeah, this is what I'm trying to tell you. You need to figure out what you love about me. And you've told me that there's no way for me to get you to love me or to like me or to be my friend. Which means I can't tell you that answer. But if you can't come up with it, you explode... And my brain might die, but might not. So, I mean, that's pretty good for me, but you're not allowed to lie. 
I, I don't know about love, but I feel sorry for you. I, you know, I, I feel badly for what you've been through. Um, okay. as you, you say this, um, Quinny, uh, your lips move, but, but no, no sound comes out. Uh, it would seem that, uh, however this curse works, uh, determining why Reginald Tingler deserves to live and be restored to his own body can only be spoken at the fated time and not before. So he, he sees my lips move and no sound come out and I mm-hmm. notice no sound come out as well. Yep. And then I, and then the next thing is just me very loudly like, can you hear me? <laughs> Yes, yes, I can hear you. What was that? I, I, I don't know what you said, so I, I can't tell you. I'm not what that I, good with magic. What I was saying is that... <laughs> and uh, as his lips continue to move very well in video, uh, and now in your mind's eye as well. Um, but yes, no, no sound comes out. So this seems like some fucking magic shit. I can't... Mm, all right. <laughs> Here's hoping <laughs> what I have to say can be said tomorrow. Yes, that would be great. So if you got to figure out how you can love me and how I should live and, and why that's good. And it has to be true. Look, I, I did some thinking on my walk over here. Uh, put Putting the weird forced love thing aside. Um, this all revolves around this mage that they've got locked up in some kind of box. That's the key thing that if we remove from the equation, no portals. All this other stuff just makes it easier for them or makes it so that they can use the mage repeatedly or whatever. But the portals absolutely do not happen without that mage. Should we maybe focus our efforts off of the gem uh, by the way, there's some kind of focus crystal. That's like the third missing ingredient. Should we take our efforts off of that and focus purely on springing that mage out of there? I mean, that's an option. I, I, I'm up for that. I mean, sure. Because I've got a pretty good idea of the layout of the place, and you're much, much sneakier now. There's a chance you could get in there, although the locks on his... Weird Coffin are extremely advanced and magical. Have you had any lockpicking experience yet? Uh, I did, like, one thing, but your hands did, like, most of it. God, I love my hands. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the thing. There's just... There's too many bone crushers for us to smuggle out some kind of injured wizard. Oh, it's a big box, all right. And it's not really going anywhere. It's going to have to be a full-on prison break if we do it this way. Yeah, uh, I don't know why your pitch was, if I have to go back and talk to them, I'm going to die. And instead, it's now, what if I fight all 15 of them at once in a prison? I'm going to do great. I'm okay, we got head injury again of like, when am I talking about fighting 15 <laughs> bone crushers? But then it's like, okay, good. calm down, Quinny, calm down. Look. Is it, is, it, is it not worth it? Then I'm basically going off of the information you gave me in that I'm dead if Kira's alive. And guess what? Kira's alive. Okay, let's just accept one thing right up front, which is you're not a great plan guy. We've seen this established over and over again. No, it's, very- all, it's jazz, baby. It's jazz. This is a purely improvisational reacting. I look good naturally, not with planning. Can't okay, I hate it. to say this. 
but as a guy who's had a lot of his friends die and missions sort of go terribly wrong, uh, you don't so much play jazz as not know how to play the instrument. And you have to know when you're, you know, not playing a note for it to be jazz. You can't just randomly hit a drum. Because jazz is huge in the hellscape world. Yeah. And then yell the word jazz. Um, <laughs> that's fine. Let me plan and then you can do. This is actually all well within the realm of things. So well, now, hold on a second. You just talked about all of your comrades dying. Did you plan those missions? Because I don't want you to plan the mission then. Those they were died. Your, those were your comrades. Mine died, but I mean for them to die. If it was me, Kieran, I'm not reassured by that. (laughs) Well, do you want to plan or do you want to die? I want to talk about it. Okay. So, do you know where this focus crystal is? Like, is it easier to get that than the jailbreak idea? I'm waiting to hear from the talking rat. I don't know why you're so confused. Just (laughs) parting the hair, looking for contusions, you know, any kind of bleeding. You you do find uh, a couple rat droppings, uh, which is kind of alarming. You, what, where have you been sleeping? <laughs> I, in a bed and then, uh, actually another bed. I'm going to sleep in a pigsty. I, listen, I was keeping what? a rat under my hat because it was important. And then I just like shake his hands off. <laughs> One of us wants to talk about a plan and the other seems to have a real problem with pooping hair. <laughs> Yeah, it's you. You've got the poop in hair problem. <laughs> okay, Reginald, what's your plan? <laughs> Lay it out for Quinny. And then Quinny can decide whether or not he wants to follow through with it. Okay. I know where uh, where Fl- Fluffy McSnugglekin's head is buried, so we can get you his head. You, you buried the head? Have you heard my vampire song? I didn't know what he was. He's sort of an undead balloon, but I was, you know, chop off the head and burn the body, bury the head right over there. Luckily, I know where there is, so that's fine. You've got a pretty good voice, unrelated. Uh, So we can get you that head. And then I have this wineskin full of ilium. Is that that thing that explodes that was supposed to be a thing? Uh, Yeah, it's ilium. Great. So I can give you that. So you can go back with because here's the deal. You can kind of double down on betrayal. Then you can go out and fail, but then you show up with a reward and something that incriminates someone else even more than you. So I'll write you a letter uh, and it will address it to Kira and will say that it's from the adversary because uh, Declan's going to believe that there's some kind of conspiracy. Everybody does. Everything's a conspiracy. And then we'll include in that letter that, like, you know, you can't trust. Uh, Reginald, you've got to set him up and see him executed. You know, frame him for something. Make sure he loses favor because he's too loyal, because then it'll protect you. Uh, And then we'll sign it, the adversary, and we'll draw a picture of this mask as the signature. And he reaches into the bag of holding and he pulls out the porcelain mask that'll talk while the wearer talks. Oh, butthole's mask. It looks like a person to me, but I don't know what butts are like in this world. So this will be the adversary. And then I could show up with the mask and be like, I'm the adversary. Fuck you, Declan. And that will be good for me inside here, as well as I imagine your legend. Right. Um, but at that point, then it's you who's facing down 15 bone crushers. Well, 16, if I'm to keep my cover. So what's the plan then? Oh, here's what I'm thinking. We set up that we're going after the crystal. So... We set up a place at a time, and we make sure that you're sending the bone crushers out to ambush the ambushers. Then, when they're out of the base, you and I go and just free the wizard. 
Well, it's a triple would... stab. <laughs> I could get you in relatively easily. The the walls are not well reinforced or anything like that. Honestly, I could probably scoop you up and toss you over. <laughs> you realize I'm you, right? And I could go invisible and, and backflip over walls and stuff? Look, the ring of invisibility thing is like a, a three-day-old thing for me. And honestly, I haven't gotten to use it that much because I'm not in my body! <laughs> Out to the moon. Um, <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that's very good. Yeah, well, some of us have to sleep in a pigsty because we don't have access to our glamping tent. So I'm sure you've been sleeping like a king in that Do you want the glamping tent? Is that where the, the rat shit came from? The sty? No, I put a rat in my hat. I told you this. Listen, again, you are the one who just walks us down these side alleys, not me. So we've got a plan. I give you the ilium. I give you the note. You go sell the conspiracy. You could probably murder Kira. Uh, and then uh, make sure he sends everybody out to stop the ambushers. All right. Sounds good. And then uh, we'll send you back with uh, with Donkey Jr. That'll make it more believable. Because then it'll seem like you have, you've got the friend and Donkey Jr. can back you up. And then I'll also send you off with uh, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. Uh, hey, what's going thanks, on, thanks Quinny? Yeah, so, Mickey, it's time for you to know the truth. Okay. I'm not Queenie Brown Bureau. That is, he had to do a Freaky Friday with me till we learn who's in love with each other. So a you go with him now. Freaky Friday. Yeah, and then you can send messages back and forth. Gods. Well, part of the reason I got into this game was to team up with Queenie Brown Barrel. So looks like I'm on your team now, champ. And he like skitters up your leg. And By then the like, way, kind Quinny. of runs up to your shoulder and kind of extends a little hand. He's like, uh, Mickey the Rat, nice to meet you. Thief extraordinaire, got turned into a rat a while back. You know, heist went wrong. Uh, big fan, former thiefy winner myself. Nice to meet you. Oh, that's a that's a pretty cool story. Yeah, and I'll do a little, little finger handshake thing. Oh, that's that's real nice. Thanks. Hey, uh, just, um, that's my body down there. Don't shit in my hair anymore, okay? Yeah, look, like man, it was, it like was, that's uh, a reasonable ask. Uh, look, totally fair. I totally understand. Uh, there's just some real spooky stuff. Flesh golems out to kill us. Uh, didn't know if we were going to make it. Kind of got scared. Fair. Look, you know, yeah, promise fine. I'll, I'll uh, you know, uh, never my intent. I still remember toilets. God, I miss <laughs> toilets. Oh, God, right. I miss toilets. <laughs> So uh, here's your note, and uh, here's the ilium. Uh, and then he looks over, and he just, like, reaches, like, kicks out with a boot, like, once or twice. And then he's like, and here's the head. It was right here. Uh, okay, so you can head back. Do what you're going to do. Full disclosure, uh, the rat is now your companion. I swore that it could stay with you until this body died. So that's just going to be a thing you have on an ongoing basis. Uh, right. Uh, hey, uh, Mickey, how would you say you're feeling right now, uh, heartbreak-wise? I mean, not not that heartbroken, but uh, that's because I'm getting to work with you. This is pretty good, good so far. So it's a bit of a dry run for a future thing I'm going to have to do. Anyway, and I start <laughs> start walking. I turn around and say, I hold up the note. Like, this note shit really works. Just, we're the bad guys. Here's We're the enemy. Here's our plan. And I I just, I'm the guy that found it. This is going to work. Yeah, you, you said it was by the body. It was clearly left for Kira. The whole thing is like slap in a hug scenario. Someone's here to betray you, but I'm your friend, and I also found this wizard cocaine you need. Now we go kill them. Uh, in future, I feel like you probably went with, like, the beginner move, which is like, let's go back and everyone give a report or whatever. Because, I mean, that's what, you know, new people do. Uh, instead, 
uh, you just murder them in the field and yell the word traitor, and then you bring back their head, and you can tell whatever story you want because they're dead. All right. <laughs> and I start walking back. Fair enough. Um, Reginald Inquini, Ryan, you get to watch as as your, your body strides off, um, and uh, you sincerely hope that you, you've taught him well enough. Also, that he's learned enough to survive the prisoner's dilemma that he seems to only half understand. Um, fingies crossed. What do you do? I think he's going to go inside and get loaded. Like, I feel like he's just going to go and party with gnomes, where it's like he'll be the only guy not drinking the watered-down shit. Like, it's like, well, apparently my brain's going to explode out of my body tomorrow because he's an asshole. Oh, my God. It's just, it's like terror drinking. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just like a like a, a montage from someone falling off the wagon and or visiting Europe and trying absinthe. Just, like, pulsing lights and just, like, Reginald wandering around as Quinny. Also just being trashed because he's used to drinking in a Reginald-sized body, not a Quinny-sized oh, body. Yeah. Um, although Quinny can't hold his, his liquor, so it's, it's also Reginald's immune to poisoning, so he has no idea what his oh, own no. tolerance is in a regular body. He's half the size oh. and vulnerable. He's gonna fucking shit my pants, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna feel it the the second we ever switch back. If we do, it's just gonna be all squinchy back there. You're gonna yeah, look yeah. down and be like, "What spackle in my hog?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the good news is at least it wasn't Mickey in your hair this time. <laughs> you didn't like that one? Oh god. I mean she did disappear into her hoodie, so that's a pretty good indication. <laughs> How do you think uh, he like sneaks around and does acrobatic shit and wears the fuck harness? He tucks it back. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, it's gonna get spackled. There's some spackling. <laughs> But the important oh, thing man. is... I've never been happier to know an episode <laughs> title when said aloud. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yikes. And that uh, one will pass iTunes without stars. <laughs> Moonhammer, have mercy on us all. This is what happens when I kill off Butthole. It's just like, oh, okay, the guy who does the fart chokes isn't here? Well, buckle well, up. Now Quinny's dick is huge. <laughs> Maybe next time, don't... Kill off the cleric. <laughs> All right. That's on me. Lesson learned. Should have read that page in the DM's guide. Um, yeah. <coughs> okay. Sanitar's so, guide to huge hogs. <laughs> yeah, it's only available in the DM's guild. It's a platinum seller. It's the um, monster cock manual. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Tyler, as Quinny, as Reginald, um, uh, what is uh, what is your plan now that you're actually faced with a the knowledge that uh, you need to justify why Reginald Tingler deserves to live? Um, B, if you understand the logic dilemma correctly, you could also just lie, and if he tells the truth, then you win and he's fucked. But that well, might just I, leave you in his body. There's a bunch of bunch of bullshit going on. Ah, uh, man. I as a player did not consider that at all. I was going to be like, and it's true love. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, no, I, I, I've got an idea. I don't know if you want me to talk about it. No, no, no. This is just me setting you up for like Quinny's mindset as he's going back. So you've got all this on your mind. Um, and you also are returning to the wizard tower, which is kind of a big deal. Yeah. I think Quinny's been in a place mentally often enough where it's like, if I don't pull this off, Mm -hmm. the world suffers, you know, now, especially that he, now that he knows that the, 
forge. Um, uh, if the black spider gets the, gets the forge, then that's kind of what could potentially happen and stuff like that. And things like Strahd uh, assembling like a super Strahd council and stuff like that, or or a, 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 a some kind of uber capitalist uh, um, st- stealing wizards and mages from all the other realms and stuff like that. And it just time and time again, it's basically like. It, 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 the, the mentality I think Quinny, for Quinny now is like, I've got a day to live basically. And that means I've got a day to make sure that these guys don't make it through to our Faerun. So he's thinking, I think less about getting his body back and more about like, what I, what can I do with this body while I've got it before I probably die? Very cool. Very cool. I think that's a, a natural uh, progression uh, for Quinny over, over time yeah. and moving from like, what's in it for me to like, yeah. How can we hold off the inevitable, uh, you yeah. know, just a proper Joss Whedon series finale? Like, <laughs> how can we just, like, slow them down for I a bit? stop them from opening the fucking hell mouth? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can I get those senior <laughs> partners? We can set them back a few years. Is that it? That's that's it. That's the best we can do. Um, <laughs> what is your plan when you arrive at the tower? Or actually, uh, no, fuck it. That's bad improv. You arrive at the tower. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. 
The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Civilized and Realms of Peril and Glory. Fable and Folly Plus. Sign up today at fableandfolly.com slash plus. Hello, friends. It is I, Reginald, local hero who's never run away or been afraid even once. I'm here to tell you how you can contribute to the Horde or our fortress or whatever. They told me I had to do this, and if I don't... I could die. So let me tell you exactly what you can get. You can get an opportunity to contribute in a way that doesn't require you to risk your life, but keeps me risking mine. I did not approve this script before I read it. Uh, apparently, if you chip in $15 a month, you get the ability to contribute new names to NPCs and characters and locations that can appear in this show. And then some of them might be my friend. Well, that's very good. I need more friends. And some of them might try to kill me, which is just fine. Up to you. Uh, just go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Join today. You can contribute. Plus, there's ad-free feeds, apparently, in some kind of community. Please, just don't send scary things. You're thinking like, okay, time to get my plan. Oh, here it is. Um, so this the is uh, when he does it, <laughs> the, the doors open. Uh, you jazz, put the doors. Baby. You <laughs> just jazz stride, uh, stride through. Um, uh, you head down into the basement, um, and uh, you arrive in time to see um, one or two. Oh, we'll say two. Um, uh, bone crushers uh, appear through a very hazy, shaky portal. Uh, the second one through, um, the, the portal, uh, is unstable, collapses and shears him in half. Um, so half a, a bone crusher falls out, uh, under, under his breath when he says 16 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Declan's like, ah, that's a shame. Um, uh, and, uh, he kind of turns vaguely surprised, uh, to see you. Commander Declan, I have returned as promised, uh. With the head of uh, Fluffy. Ah. Say hello, Fluffy. Hello. A uh, little bit of gallows humor for you there. And, uh, <laughs> it's funny because his voice was so fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, really was. Um, in addition to uh, fighting his head, I searched the body and found this. And I tossed like the wineskin to the floor. Uh, it's full of ilium. Um, and like a, a classic, like um, spooky scientist, uh, Bone Crusher comes over and is like, "Ilium, yes, this is a good amount. We can do much with this. Thank you." Just doing my part for the horde. And then I uh, hand the I hand the note folded over to Declan, and I say, "Sir, you're going to want to read this, uh, perhaps in private. I'm afraid it's quite sensitive and unfortunate information." Um. Kira's ears kind of perk up and, and she kind of looks over and uh, Declan just kind of nods and without another word, um, he um, steps to the back of the room and it appears that there's a, um, like, essentially um, a, a big sort of um, circular stone um, lift 
um, that he steps onto. And uh, much like in a game like Doom or Quake, where there's just like blue particles going up, um, the uh, the stone just rises um, kind of all the way to the top of the tower, uh, disappearing. Um, meanwhile, Bone Crushers are like dragging the half Bone Crusher. They're like, sorry, Jerry. Um, uh, over to kind of a pile of uh, what you thought was discarded armor, but is now very clearly people who didn't quite make it through. Um, and uh, Kira just says, what the fuck did you just give him? The answers he's been looking for, Kira. Oh, so you found you found the location of uh, the focus crystal. Indeed, that's included in the note, yes. Okay, well, let's go. I'll wait for my orders from the commander, thank you. Um, she just kind of looks around. She's like, oh, he's going to wait for orders. Mm. It's what a loyal soldier would do. Not mm. that you know anything about that. I know plenty. And I squint my eyes at her. And she squints back. I squint harder. And she squints harder. And, and, uh, then, and are her eyes closed? Yep. I punch her in the fucking nose. <laughs> her nose shatters uh, and she falls back. Uh, blood gushing from her nose, eyes wide. And uh, people around you applaud, and they're like, ha, 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 good one, Captain General. Uh, th- th- thanks, boys. Uh, <laughs> uh, say, I'm, I, I've, it's been a long night for me of uh, investigating and hunting down our, our enemies and adversaries. I'm going to get a little shut-eye. Uh, anyone want to take care of this mess? And I just, like, gesture to Kira. Uh, and a couple, like no one, no one does. They're all like, "Oh, we'll, we'll keep a, we'll keep a watch on her." Ah, that's what we're gonna call you from now on. Now you're Kira Mess Hand, um, and she's just like holding uh, a fistful of blood, mm. and she's like, "There is literally blood in my fist right now." And they're like, ah, "Mess Hand," <laughs> um, and she uh, just storms over uh, to a corner and pouts, and. Um, uh- I know you mentioned from all the traveling that I won't be able to get like a, a good night's sleep, but I'd, I'd like to take the opportunity to do like a short rest and heal up that way. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, any sign of Declan coming back down while I'm doing this? Um, during a short rest? Uh, yes. So he, yeah, um, okay. he takes some time and uh, then he, uh, you, you, you think you can hear um, like a sound of thunder um, uh, upstairs, uh, like almost as though a storm has kicked up. Um, and as he comes down, um, he's no longer carrying the staff. Uh, he just has it resting across the crook of his arm. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, he uh, he's just kind of like muttering to himself uh, about an adversary. And true to um, actual Reginald's word, uh, it seems that these guys are really good at assuming a new Dark Lord is just around the corner. <laughs> um, so uh, he comes down and... Uh, says, um, it would seem someone else is after us, too. Looks like we're going to have to speed things up a wee bit. Hit the mage again. Get a few more of our lads through. I'm going up to the roof. we got to get ready. Things are about to get fucking weird. Um, and then uh, he waves to um, a couple of uh, kind of like sort of hardy shield-bearing um, people. And he just kind of gestures to, to them to, to come with him. And uh, the three of them ascend to the roof. Okay. Um, I'm going to, uh, probably rest up like, like I've been doing it and wait for the inevitable order to come to send bone crushers to go secure, um, the focus gem, focus crystal, focus crystal. Yeah. The focus focus crystal. crystal. Um, cool. Um, Ryan, what are you doing back at the pig pen? Okay. 
if it's the next day and we know the bone crushers don't have the crystal, but they don't know where it is, but we don't know where it is. We got to get to the city and we got to try to find it first because we could build a distraction around it to get to this wizard. And then if we see the bone crust of the city, it's really easy for Quinny to kind of go do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think step one, we got to go to Machete's Machete shop because she's going to have the best idea in town of where this thing is. And he could play that folksy farmish charm to try to get a point in the right direction. Cool. Um, so you return to the barn um, and... Um... You can uh, see there's actually uh, a bit of commotion um, outside uh, Machete's machete barn. Um, there's a, there seems to be a, a crowd uh, that's assembled, um, kind of clambering for gear. Um, and she's, um, she's like, standing up on a box, like, taking orders and yelling back to her assistants and, like, handing out bags really quickly. But it seems a lot of the people in town are intent on arming themselves today. Wow, so Matt, if you don't mind, can I ask you a quick question away from the crowd? Um, and she's like, oh, hey, so glad you came back. Uh, uh, sorry there, Quinny, I uh, don't have any time. Gotta, gotta help all these customers first, but uh, get me later. So why is everybody arming themselves? Uh, she's back to, like... He'll just yell at the crowd. If somebody will answer him. Oh, you're just yelling at the crowd? Uh, roll me a persuasion check, please. <laughs> at advantage, because you're asking a very broad question. Eighteen. Um, sure. Uh, someone uh, who really likes to mansplain why events are happening turns around, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, you haven't heard? Oh no, the uh, the triumvirate ran real foul of uh, the Lord's Alliance and the Harpers yesterday. There's a there's a whole army coming today. Uh, we're just uh, guarding up because uh, it's probably gonna be some blood in the streets. Viva la Revolution, comrade!" And he slaps you on the shoulder and turns back. He's like, give me the prettiest crossbow. Oh, interesting. So where, uh, and he'll just like look around and be, look for whoever seems like they're the shortest on cash. Like who's the most desperate in the room? <laughs> just the, the weaneriest looking human he can find. Uh, sure, or, like or, a, or whatever species. Like no. a DJ Quails looking motherfucker. Perfect. Um, who's holding out like two silver pieces. And he's like, good enough for a dagger? All right. So here, friend, uh, I got a question for you. So if there's these uh, lords and ladies that are so important and such, do they have good guards? And if so, where are they? If you can tell me where, then uh, maybe I can uh, go and uh, just say my hellos before the war starts and I'll buy you some stuff. Oh, you really buried the lead. I wasn't going to help you at all. But if you want to buy me some stuff, uh, <laughs> fuck yeah, man. Um, yeah, they're, they're in the wizard's tower and, and the mansion. They're going to defend themselves from there. I just don't trust that they're really going to defend us too much. I think they're just going to pull everyone back. I, honestly, I can't believe so many people got killed at the dock yesterday. That was wild. That is pretty crazy. Uh, if you guys, Do you guys really care about this war with them? Because I think if they did evil, you wouldn't want to die. Oh, that's why we're all buying weapons. Uh, I, for one, am going to get a knife so I can sit in a corner with a knife and be like, ah, get back, I got a knife. Hey, that's pretty crafty. So just to be clear to everyone in this room, you guys are all against the Lord and Lady and Lord. Um, and there's a lot of like, it's it's not like a unanimous huzzah, but everyone seems like pissed off enough, and now it's kind of like, oh, for fuck's sake, they had one job and they fucked it up. So they're they're angry, but it's everyone's just more concerned about trying to survive the night. 
Okay, but like if I bought everyone in here weapons, would you go with us to go depose them so we could say to the army that it's our town now? You hear a bunch of like, no, they're all going to hold up. I'm not going to do that for any of you. (laughs) He'll he'll give a hundred gold pieces to this guy that he said he'd get help from. His eyes go wide and he says, give me all your knives. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Uh, Go ahead. And then he'll go back outside to like the urchins and be like, okay, so I tried to do this a smart way, but I think I might be an idiot. Uh, So you're all locals. Who do you think would keep the crystal to give to somebody? It'll either be someone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got stuck doing my yokel voice inside there. He remembers that they think when he talks like this. Uh, So uh, odds are it'll either be somebody who you'd never expect, which is not really going to be possible to guess. Or it's going to be somebody that you know leaves town and comes back and is important and powerful, but a little bit shady. So who do you got like that that seems like a crystal-type person here? Um, and they uh, they kind of confer for a minute. They're like, uh, well, uh, Lyndon's like, a lot of the people who live in town don't don't really leave very much. Um, I mean, there's the, the rival blacksmith uh, gnomes. They they get out and about so they can see the, the local soap plays uh, being performed in the local uh, townships. Uh, but, I mean, really, we see a, a lot more uh, travelers come through Hatsfield than we do through here. That's why the inn here is so weird and awesome. Also, I still have a couple tokens. Can we go back? Yes, but not right now. Remember, mission first, and then stuff later. We make so many gold if we find this crystal. Um, <laughs> the most right, half-hearted, like, uh, gold. Here's what I think, <laughs> because I'm Quinny Brownbarrow. Uh, you guys need to go back to Hatfield and find the people you think are most likely to have the gem, because I think the bone crystals are searched here first. And I'm going to go over to that blacksmiths and have a talk with that blacksmith guy. Okie dokie, Mr. Brown Barrow. Um, Remember, keep your crossbows with you and stay away from bone crushers. Don't fight them. Run away. Shoot things if you have to. All right. Uh, Come on, folks. We're sneaky little folks. And they air punch and um, run off into the shadows. But all of them run together into the same shadows. So they're really not that well hidden. They're just kind of a mob of, of people like trying to be stealthy. (laughs) <laughs> I'm still proud of them because they all have shirts now. Uh, <laughs> and he'll go. He'll go to the blacksmiths. Yeah, it turns out a love of matching uniforms actually is somehow a Tingler hereditary piece. Um, it's a it's a nurture, not a nature piece. Um, <clears throat> all right, so you arrive at the blacksmiths, and um, uh, there are only two of them there this time. And um, you can hear um, sobbing uh, coming from a, uh, a nearby, um, like, uh, porta potty outhouse. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> Old timey porta potty. The one's made of wood. It's a little half moon for some reason. <laughs> okay. Then he's, I'm going to take two steps. One, I'm putting on the porcelain mask because it is time to become the adversary. Uh, and I'm going to put on my ring of invisibility and go listen by the toilet. <laughs> Okay, um, so uh, go ahead and roll stealth check, please. Do I get advantage because I'm invisible? Yep. <laughs> oh, wow, I did not need it after that first roll. Uh, that is 32. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Um, you the hear toilet doesn't see me. You hear uh, loud sobbing and just I can't believe she would tell me that Kamal doesn't marry her because it turns out she's him in a wig. It's such a good twist. <sighs> okay. Um, you did this. This is your fault. <laughs> this was the most important choice in the game, and you fucked it up. Tom. Yes, sir. How are these porta potties? Is there a way to unscrew it so it knocks over? I mean, they're just it's flimsy wood over like probably a glorified bucket. Okay, then I want to take out a dagger and I want to quietly cut an opening. And then my goal is to essentially be able to Batman through to grab him inside the toilet and then make threats from behind with a knife <laughs> as the adversary. This guy was shitting on my daggers four minutes ago. <laughs> Look at him now. Now there's a guy shitting on your daggers. Um, all right. So, sure, you, you can just go ahead and do that. Nice. Um, but I am going to need you to roll a grapple <laughs> nice. check for, like, bursting through the wall. <laughs> Batman style. Yay. Jesus Christ. Good luck. That's, that's not an easy check to make. It's a 15. All right, I'll take it. It's a flimsy thing. Nice. Um, so, uh, uh, poor uh, Mike Letarius, uh the uh, gnome, um, is is bemoaning the lack of soaps. Um, he's uh, he's doing that thing where he's like sitting on a closed toilet just so he has like a, a good seat and a quiet place to cry. Um, when suddenly he hears a scratching on the wall and he's worried it's a rat, but it's no rat. It's Quinny fucking Brown Barrow, uh, the adversary. Uh, you punch through the wall, um, grab him around the neck. Uh, I assume you're putting the knife to his throat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you put a knife to his throat. He legitimately just shits himself. Um, and it's unfortunate because he was theoretically in the right place for that. But he had the wrong setup. Uh, and you've got him at, at knife point. And I'm just like, where's the crystal? <laughs> And he's like, Crystal, she turns out to be Kamal, so we can't marry her because it's him. No, the magical gem. I know you have it. Or your <laughs> friends have it. Tell well, me what, where it is. Well, what, are you, what are you talking about? I'm the adversary. Yeah, Give I get me that. The crystal. Uh, no, sorry. I mean, our, our store is called the Mystical Crystal. Is that what you want? The Mystical Crystal? You want my shop? Uh, no. <laughs> We have very fine wares. I'm going to fill out this story for you. I'm the adversary, and I know you've got a crystal for the bone crushers. So tell me where it is, or I'm going to wear your face as a card piece. Ah, don't do that. I like my face. What's a bone crusher? Where's the crystal? It's the shop. It's right there. (laughs) Mention my name and get a 10% discount on discounted goods. When the bone crushers come to your store... You say that the adversary's coming for their crystal and for Declan. Uh, and then he'll just like shove, like kick his legs out and drop him in the poop if the ah! hole's big enough. <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh, and uh, outside, they're just like, wow. <laughs> Mike is really bummed about this fucking soap opera. Meanwhile, uh, Juniper, <laughs> gonna give you a second here, Laura. I, uh, 
good. Yeah, uh, oh, I, I understand. You're you're, you're genuinely tickled. Um, oh, it's great. So, um, Juniper, after you you broke the uh, the glass bead, everything went uh, white, and um, as uh, as you 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 just continue to kind of mutter and focus and. You began to expand your focus, um, realizing that there might be other Rikers, just to the ones specifically that all of your friends have talked about. The one you know is Alan's dad. The one you know everyone is fucking talking about and looking for. Um, and almost unbidden, you you find um, all of the ideas you have about him beginning to swirl around in, in your mind. And um, as the, the sort of um, vague idea of this man... Um, begins to form slowly um you can see his features the kind of like square jaw the beard uh the nose um and uh suddenly um you blink and you're staring directly into his face um and he's staring directly back at you with his eyes open the only problem is the rest of his body's gone and his head seems to be mounted on some kind of brass contraption And behind you, you hear a voice say, Oh! Uh, hello. It is quite rude to arrive unannounced, you know. Uh, I spin around. (laughs) You turn to see a dark elf with a glass staff slung across his back, wearing a very fine cloak of the bat, uh, staring down at you with uh, red eyes. And Xanthus smiles and says, Uh, I'm afraid I have no idea who the fuck you are. How did you even get here? Uh, Avalon. Oh, oh, you know Mr. Riker. Oh, that's funny. Did Did you use him as a teleport anchor? Xanthus. Yes, hello. You're in in my my abode, uh, which is very rude. Um, but yes, I am in fact Xanthus. Who the fuck are you? Juniper. <gasps> Juniper. I don't know who the fuck that is. Who is Juniper? Xanthus. No, I'm Xanth. Okay. Back. <laughs> he turned right. back and look at Pitwig, <laughs> uh, who's just sitting there with his his eyes wide, um, and. Uh, <laughs> So you find yourself in a, um, what uh, seems to be uh, sort of um, a large, um, uh, impressive um, brass room. Uh, It's like essentially a pod, rounded walls with glass overlooking what seem to be uh, a number of um, uh, sort of um, like almost a, uh, like a molten hellscape. Uh, You see volcanoes um, sort of um, spitting uh, purple fire. Uh, purple molten. Um, the sky uh, has completely alien um, constellations, uh, and it seems to be some kind of of lab facility. Um, Xanthus uh, is holding um, a uh, a fork in one hand and a knife in the other, and there seems to be um, something kind of um, red and bleeding uh, on his fork. Uh, and behind him, on a slab, uh, you can see. Another Xanthus um, who has been kind of cracked wide um, and dressed with uh, some, some you know, like sprigs of, of various uh, oh things. Um, and uh, Xanthus is wearing like a little bib and is just legitimately like very confused but vaguely bemused that you're here. 
Is there a chair? Um, actually, no. No, this is a workspace, not a sitting space. But you can, like, sit down if you want. Yeah, I think I think I just, like, I walk a couple paces, I turn back, look at Xanthus, I walk a few more paces, turn back, look at Riker. And then I just kind of sit down, just kind of cross-legged, <laughs> like with my fingers kind of steepled. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And Xanthus just very quietly takes a bite and shoes and is, is sort of thinking through and he's like, oh, it's not better when it's prepared this way. <sighs> Worth a try, I guess. <laughs> you know what they say. <laughs> you know, the half millionth times the charm. At least that's what I thought, but <laughs> I guess I'm wrong. Uh, um, well, that's a, an awfully bold question to ask someone whose uh, house you just invaded. Um... And uh, he he kind of like nods at a door um, and uh, there seems to be sort of a glowing light uh, that appears um, in a wall. It seems to be like sort of slowly materializing Uh, because you can see no doors um, Mm -hmm. in this entire space. Um, And he says, oh, I'll tell you what. Uh, Why don't we go question for question? Um, What am I doing? Uh, I'm enjoying a meal. Um, This fine uh, fellow uh, is... um, (laughs) Uh, he was from a, a scuba world. Uh, I don't know if you know that term, but it's it's when people um, like going underwater. So it's, the entire world is underwater, which is very silly. Uh, so anyway, I found this guy uh, in a, a submarine, which is like a, like a, I don't know if you have airships where you're from, but like it's like an airship, but it's underwater. Anyway, it was really funny. It's so funny, too, because he was almost on the verge of figuring out what I figured out like a year ago. Oh, glad I got to him when I did. Anyway, so I'm enjoying a meal in my house. What the fuck are you doing here? Did you come here for Riker? I did. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I don't know if you you know him um, or how much you know uh, about him, but trust me, the world is all the worlds are much better uh, with this particular man uh, no longer being in them. Isn't that right, Riker? And um, he sort of twitches his uh, fingers, and uh, the jaw just starts like awkwardly moving on uh, the the head, and the eyes just kind of roll around glassily. One of the versions of me was a ventriloquist. I learned some really dumb shit. <laughs> Would you like a drink? No, I'm okay. So yourself, I just picks up a, a glass of wine. Okay. Uh, my question, who the fuck are you and why are you here? I'm Juniper. I'm here to get answers from Riker. <laughs> Aw, sorry about that. That sucks. And it takes a I sip. guess now I'm here to get answers from you. I mean, that hardly seems fair. Just burst into my house. I don't know. You're kind of bursting into everyone's worlds. Oh, no, you're thinking of this guy. Oh, are you... Are you one of the planeswalkers? Is that your deal? No. Oh, good. I tell you, those guys are boring assholes. <laughs> why Why do it naturally when you can do it with science? Am I right? Because you're destroying the universes? Oh, no. No, sorry. Not me. Look, 
this is a common misconception. Um, you actually remind me of someone I know. You might be played by the same uh, person on the show. Um, that's just the thing I say. Uh, look, uh, Riker here, uh, and he walks over and just kind of like pets the head. He's like, Riker here is the guy uh, you should be pissed at, not not me, um, because this was the little motherfucker who decided to break the membrane. He was the one who decided he'd had enough of my world uh, and thought he'd go seek out a better life somewhere else. And he didn't bother to really think what that would mean because he's not really a man of science. He was talking to some asshole in Eberron and they were really working on it very tightly. And um, bada bing, bada boom, he popped through. And not only that, <laughs> he fucked up the entire timeline. He broke the spell weave. He exiled a bunch of our gods into a void. Magic in my world just fucking drowned. Um, and he just went and, and decided to set up shop in a new world. So he's really the asshole. It's not me. I'm not, I'm not breaking anything that wasn't already broke. All right. So your methods aside, so you're trying to fix what he did. Oh, it can't be fixed. No, that, that ship sailed. Uh, I no. mean, look, one of us has a, a magical spooky dome and, and one of us is a lady who just popped up here, apparently knowing nothing and seeming very self-important about it. Also, who is this fellow? Why is he urinating in his pants right now? And Pidwick is sitting there with his with his staff out, like looking, um, like basically guarding the the glowing door that seems to be opening. He's like, "Don't worry, I'm, I may be scared, but I've got this." Pid Pidwick, just I sit. Uh, okay, are you sure there's no threats coming through this glowing thing? Just, just stay out of the way. Just quiet. He he turns around very sheepishly and like puts his staff ac across his legs and just like sits cross legged and, and looks at you very intently. Okay. I'm her squire. Shh. <laughs> just hush. Um, Xanthus is just giving you like a that's adorable kind of look. So, uh, all I can say, no, it's done. It, it's really done. Here's the thing. I thought it was just my world that was fucked. It turns out kind of all of them are. So, no, I'm, I'm, not, trying to, I'm not trying to fix it, but I'm also not trying to break it. Well, I'm just trying to survive. And, you know... I mean well, I mean, someone's got to put the pieces back together, right? Yeah, so yeah. you're trying to fix it, putting the pieces back together. Yeah, yeah. After it all shatters, I'm going to rebuild it. No, 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 no. It can't shatter. we got to fix it before it shatters. Okay, that, that's real cute. Hey, uh, let me ask you something there, champ. Uh, I can see you're wearing uh, armor. You've got a sword. Um, what do you specialize in? What's your deal? You an, uh, an archmage? Are you a... I, I can assume from the sword and armor, probably an archmage, maybe a scientist of great renown. Are you a philosopher? Pal paladin. Oh, good. You're a paladin. Okay, great. Um, so you, as a paladin, are going to just fix all of this. You know more than I do, more than my associates do, more than all of the me's I have killed across thousands of... Hundreds of thousands of worlds. I've been to hundreds of thousands of worlds and none of them have an answer to how to stop this, but you are going to stop it. Um, I apparently, apparently. <laughs> yep. Okay, cool. Well, good luck with that. If you do, fantastic. I'll be there to, you know, help shape whatever that is, I guess. Uh, good, okay. But good when it shatters, I'll fix it on the back end. <laughs> well, why don't we fix it before it shatters? Because we can't. So instead, yeah. uh, one of us is going to survive. No, you know what? That's very pessimistic. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, you call it pessimistic, I call it realism. Listen, I'm very busy here. I'm literally um, doing a weird act of auto-cannibalism uh, that I've really had to repeat a number of times. 
Um, and I do kind of worry about my sanity. Uh, but listen, as, as cute as this conversation has been, uh, I think I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Your Riker problem is solved. He won't be breaking any more realities because um, I chopped off his head. And now I use him as a cool lantern to travel between worlds. It's pretty great. Um, so uh, I'm going to bid you farewell. Um, yeah, I think that's that's all I got. That's all I got. Thank you for visiting, though. It was nice to meet you, Juniper. Do you think you would attempt to leave? No. No. Um, Damn it, I came here for answers. Unwanted visitors. You see, it's nice that you have a squire. Everyone needs a squire. Hell, I've got a squire. Don't I? Uh, And um, you hear a crunch. And as you turn, um, you see a massive horned dragonborn step through the portal uh and as he does he just continues to twist what was crunching which is dear sweet pidwick's head off um and as he takes a bite out of the side of the head just goes oh hi i'm bucarius and i guess i'm here to kill you and you recognize your dear sweet buddy bucky bucky it all went wrong (laughs) <laughs> nope, not for a long time now, but it's cool that you know that. Sorry I'm going to have to kill you, but I guess that's how it goes. Um, and he reaches um, behind himself and draws a sword the size of himself um, as uh, demonic wings uh, spread out uh, from behind him. And uh, Xanthus just kind of sighs and he says, Ah, I think my squire beats your squire. Go fuck her up, Bucky. Why are we fighting? <laughs> this episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and RDM Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D. I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dom Doms and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Zekin X, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
Mount Absalom, a community, a heritage, a home. The green jewel in the majestic crown of Ohio, for 200 years, Mount Absalom has been a place to play. N32. Bingo! A place to learn. For in thy green and growing arms, we have everything we need. All right. Now let's get out our math homework. A place to work. Here at the Celery Bottling Works, we produce over 2,000 bottles of celery soda every day. A place to raise a family. It's a girl. It's a place of history. And here we have the barrel of whiskey that Confederate soldiers stole from Mount Absalom patriot Amelia Pleasance during Morgan's raid. And of course, a place of celery. 201st Celery Festival, I dub thee Open! Mount Absalom is the perfect place for making memories. For making memories. For making memories. For making memories. Make your memories with us. Make your memories here. With Absalom. Paid for by the Delphi Quarter of Mount Absalom and Solaric Bottling Works. Refreshing Solaric Soda and Diet Solaric Soda. <sighs> Well, a Midwestern Gothic mystery. Learn more at unwellpodcast.com.